We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is Greg Olson, inviting you to check out my new Blue Wire podcast, TE1, where I interview tight ends throughout the history of the NFL who have helped revolutionize the position. TE1 is presented by the Chevy Silverado. The Silverado is all about grit. It's strong and dependable, exactly like playing tight end. Just like the incredible players we sit down with on the podcast, the Chevy Silverado is in a league of its own. Strong, advanced, and dependable. Download TE1 today, wherever you listen to podcasts. I am having a very bad day. I am in no mood. It's one of the worst days that I've had in a long time. I'm not in the mood to play with anybody. Blue Liar. Touchdown, the Detroit Lions! Lakers turns, gives to Eckler. He tries to go up and up. Oh, the Lions have got it! They took it away! Oh, Yo, what is going on guys? Welcome back to the Pride Podcast, episode 124 on the Blue Wire Network. I'm your host Tyler, joined by my two guys as usual, Malcolm, Pierre, I don't, should I even ask you how you guys doing? No, I'm not doing well, don't ask me. Man, no, no, I'm not even saying woo today, man. I'm mad, bro. I'm mad. No, M A D D, man. Mad. So, okay, I'm not gonna ask them. You guys are ain't no woo today. I ain't, I ain't, I ain't gonna woo today. No woo. All right, Tyler. I'm mad. How was your day, bro? You doing good? Man, since been a day. It's been a day. It's it's a Monday. It's a Monday. Not a victory Monday, but it's a Monday. If you guys didn't somehow watch the game and you're listening to this, the Lions lost a game. 27-23 to the Chicago Bears at Ford Fields to open up the season, and they are now 0-1. Fellas, uh, where do you guys want to go on with this episode? How do you want to start this? Usually, I'm more prepared for this episode, and usually, like, I'm like excited to talk about, you know, whatever we're doing. But I mean, this sounds going to be the good or the bad. First? This sounds like it's going to be some type of repeat of some episodes we've done last year. Um, after a couple games, it just seems like it's going through that trend right now. You blow another fourth quarter lead under the Matt Patricia era, and I believe now this is 18, 18 out of 33 games. Yes, it is 18 out of 33 games. You are right. 
You want to talk about some positives, though? Sure. <laughs> sure. Right, some positives. Should, should, should we leave the positive for the end? Maybe like we could leave off on a good note? or No, nah, let's get the positives out the way nah, first. Get the positive away, and then we'll start shitting on them. All, All right. right, so some positives. Um, The Lions' O-line's legit. I mean, they played well with a, versus a good front. Taylor Decker held his own. I mean, Crosby, he he did allow. I think he, he had a penalty, right? He had a couple. Yeah, and did. the rookie, Jonah Jackson, I mean, he was good versus Hicks. He wasn't perfect. He had a penalty, allowed a sack. But that sack he allowed, bro, I didn't like that stupid play call. They rolled Stafford to the right, and Hicks just kind of, like, destroyed. Yeah, that sack was on Stafford as well. That sack was on Stafford as well, too. He held the ball too long. And what else? Hawkinson looks real good, right? AP. Cephas. I mean, Cephas, like, he's learning. But, like, he had a, he had a ton of targets. I think it was. I don't have the numbers in front of me. He led the team was, in targets. He did he lead the ten, team. Ten, ten targets. Wow. And I think he had five receptions. Uh, no, I wish. We've probably or been in better shape. You only had three. three. Yeah. Yeah. The Lions obviously miss Kenny Gallagher. You could tell the the deep pass game wasn't really there. Then the the special teams wise, you know, Jack Fox, he's legit, man. Jack Fox is legit. Uh, Tony McRae on special teams, he's a dog. There's some more positives for you right there. Did you mention Andrew Peterson? I, I left him for Malcolm, you know? Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Did you have any other guys besides that? or? Yeah, I have a couple more guys. Yeah, on defense. Guys. Flowers? <laughs> On defense, Trey Flowers, he looked good. Deshaun Hand looked good. And then, um, <clears throat> that's, uh... Well, God damn, the defense only had, it was only too deep. They were really too deep, said, well, like... yeah. He said, well, yeah, well, okay, I guess regarding the running back position, yeah, definitely want to give a big shout-out to Adrian Peterson and Jason Cabinda for doing a hell of a job. Jason Cabinda, Jason Cabinda man, this is Tyler's boy. God knows you were watching, you watch him from Hard Knocks. Yeah, I really liked him on Hard Knocks in 2018. He, or 2019, he, sorry. 2019. He, he, yeah. To be honest with you, quite frankly, he was my favorite player in the field. He was fun, man. He was my favorite player in the field because every time he was on the field, there was nothing but positive. You saw nothing but positive. Whether it was sorry, whether, yeah. whether it was a ten yard gain, a fifteen yard gain, twelve yard gain, a seven yard gain, hell, even a two yard gain. It was everything was positive when he was in there. So I, I like that. I like that a lot. Especially for AP, man. AP works best in that I formation with the fullback in there, and Cabinda was. A lot more than Super Bowls. He was good. He was good yesterday. I mean, that's why that's why I'm low key smiling. I'm I'm, I'm low key happy because kind of you know looking at this year and I know everybody's like, uh, this is the same shit from last year. Yeah. Last year I couldn't take so much good shit from last year. Do you know why? Last year our offensive line looked like shit. You remember our tackles against the Arizona Cardinals? It was awful. Last year our running game was made me want to throw up. We had nobody. <laughs> like there was, I think the biggest run that from that game came from JD McKistick on like probably a gadget play. It was it was bad. But yeah. I could take some stuff from this game, and that's why I feel a little bit. I feel a little bit. Of, I feel a little bit of confidence from this game, just a little bit. Yeah, I guess there's that. <laughs> All right, let's uh let's get into the game. So the Lions were obviously up 23-6 going into the fourth quarter, and um. Chicago Bears were driving to start the fourth quarter, and um, Mitch Trubisky put on a drive, and he uh, really took advantage of what happened in that game with the Lions. You know, the Lions suffered some injuries in that game uh, regarding some of their key corners this year, uh, Desmond Trufant, Justin, yeah, Justin Coleman. So they scored right away, and then and then you know it was the field goal. We missed the field goal, and then the Bears scored pretty quickly. They were already on you know the 50-yard line and scored a quick touchdown. And then they got the ball right back when we, we got the ball back. I mean, Stafford threw interception, and um, they scored and left the Lions about, like, two minutes. And that was about that. And the Lions didn't, and the Lions didn't win the game. The Lions didn't score. <laughs> Damn, bro. What do you say later? Like, it's just the way you said he was like, they had the ball. 
They came down. They scored. We had it. They gave. We kicked it. They scored. Like, like I, I feel like I'm like speaking at a funeral right now. Like this is that was so depressing and sad. All right, let, 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 let me let me kind of flip the script up. The, the, flip the, the, the script a little bit on this one. So yeah, I, I, what you said is true. Exactly how they scored, man. But what bothered me the most, and I was actually impressed in the first three quarters, first three quarters and a half, because that that last their fourth quarter, their first score in the fourth quarter started from the third quarter, started from the third quarter, and that's when Trufant actually went down, and that's when they started taking advantage of the defense. Before that, before that drive, I really like what I saw from the defense and the offense and the, the team in, in whole. Because I'm pretty sure I know we're all mad saying, oh, same shit. Patricia sucks. Patricia stinks. Same shit. But I guarantee you when we were up 20, 23-6, everybody was cheering for the Detroit Lions. At that point, when we were up 23-6, nobody thought we had any problems. When we were up 23-6, how do you like our pressure? I was not fond of it, honestly. You wasn't fond of it? I mean, <laughs> it before, wasn't that good. <laughs> it was better I mean, than last year, but it wasn't it, the best. It, 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 it was much better than last year. And, and what impressed me the most is it's like their, I, still watch, I, I watch other NFL teams and I'm like, this defensive line is still not good, even when they're. I mean, I mean, it is what it is, okay. But I think they could be better. But we'll go into that later. But if you look into that halftime before we went to halftime, and the score was six six. There was six six before we went to halftime, and there was like two minutes left on the clock, and we punted it to them, and we punted it to them on their five, and our defense in that drive completely shut out the Chicago Bears completely. And what I noticed what they did on that play, that, that drive itself, they did run a lot of cover one in that drive. And what they what happened in that play, when we stopped them, we made them punt the ball back to us with a minute left on the clock. And that's when we scored, and that's when we were up 13-6. And then we ended up scoring again after we got the ball back from halftime, whatever, whatever. But those two sequences, I, I really enjoyed. I, I like the way they played those two sequences. And again, like this is small stuff that they were showing during the game from quarters from quarters one to three is what I could kind of take from the game and uh, and I'm hoping they could use it going forward but for me itself what made me so mad and made me so angry about this game was the fourth quarter versus last year when I, like I said last year with Arizona Cardinals the whole game made me mad even though we we're up we couldn't pressure we wasn't pr- pressuring nobody we wasn't our old line looked like ass we couldn't run the ball things were clicking in the first three quarters but this is our fourth quarter just <laughs> ah, it's like they can't it, this is I, I don't know what it is I'm not sure if they're overthinking because they they know they have a history of, of flopping, of letting go of fourth quarter leads. But it's like they go they go away from everything that's working from quarters one, two, three in the fourth quarter. Just go away from it. I just, I, it doesn't I make sense it. either, man. It doesn't make sense, too. And you mentioned the run game. I mean, what was their whole you know offseason plan that this year was to implement was the run game, right? I mean, you look at their yeah. signings. They go out and sign Big V. You know, what is he known for? The run game. I know he didn't play, obviously, but... That was their, like their biggest sign this offseason. One of their biggest signs this offseason was signing Big V, who was known for his run blocking. In the draft, they go in the second round and grab DeAndre Swift, another top running back in the class, in a very, you know, a class that was highly regarded of from, you know, scouts and just everyone, you know, in general. It was a highly regarded running back class. And the Lions, in an early second round pick, which is almost like a early, or like a late first round pick, they grab DeAndre Swift. They grab another top running back. So, and then. Before the season, you know, the Sunday before the NFL season, they go out and sign Adrian Peterson, another veteran back with a bunch of experience and uh, a Hall of Famer, not even a question. So the Lions implemented so much to this run game this offseason. And I don't want to say they abandoned it because they didn't totally abandon it, but 
they abandoned what was working. And you kind of mentioned a little bit earlier was that eye formation with Jason Cabinda. And it doesn't make sense. And then they kind of abandoned the guy that kind of got you there. I don't want to say he fully got you there at the offense, but Adrian Peterson was rolling on offense. And then you see in the fourth quarter, I see like Carrion Johnson's out there who had, I believe, seven carries for 14 yards. I mean, I don't know. It just doesn't make sense to me. Like you, you spent all this offseason implementing the run game and you, you go out and sign the guy and the guy's hot right now. And you basically take him out. It just didn't really make that much sense to me. Yeah, and what exactly you're talking about is the Lions' very first drive in the fourth quarter. That's when, that after after the Bears scored, and the Lions then had a 10-point lead. Their first drive, I believe, the very first play was a was a throw. They threw it to the flats to T.J. Hawkinson, and T.J. Hawkinson went out of bounds and stopped the clock. Yeah. Now, why are you Why are you stopping the clock in the fourth quarter? Beyond me. Okay. Or why even calling plays to the flats to stop the fourth, to stop the clock is beyond me. But beyond that, that whole drive, Adrian Peterson nor Jason Cabinda seen the field, and this is a part of the time manage time you know game time management that I'm talking about is what what Detroit lacks. They they just they 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 have no game time management. Like they they don't know how to they don't know how to control the time of possession. They don't they just don't know how to they don't know how to manipulate the clock. They don't know how to win games. <laughs> how to control yeah. the clock and how to win games. It got to the point that the Lions had the ball with a 10-point lead on the Bears 35 on second and eight with five minutes left on the clock. Yeah, yeah. It was You're second and eight. It was second and eight. It was 5:32 on the clock, and the Lions had a 10-point lead, a two-score lead. It was second and eight, and it was on the Bears 35. We came out of that drive with no points, <laughs> and then they missed the field goal. Yeah, and then they gifted uh. They gifted them very good field position as well. Obviously, they sure field goal. And, and this is also the debate. Well, how do you guys feel about that field goal? Because this is just, something that's going on right now that. that everybody is talking about right now, saying they should have punted it, they should have kicked it. The way I feel about this personally, and I'm going to get to y'all opinions about this, is this is a wrong, wrong answer. Because if they would have punted it, people would then say, well, it's being conservative. They should have just kicked the field goal. You have Matt Prater there. But then they kick it and miss it. They're like, oh, what are you doing? Why are you kicking a 55-yard field goal? You, you know, the game's on the line. To me, I think it was a wrong, wrong answer. They, I don't think they could have got it right. The only way it could have got right is that they kicked it and made it. Yeah. But how do you guys feel about this? No, I kind of agree with that. I mean, in real life, you know, in real-time situation, me watching the game, I had no problems with it, honestly. I know people, you you now look at what happened. You're like, oh, they should have punted it. I mean, you're not looking what the results happened. I mean, obviously, you're going to say that. But, like... In real time, when I was watching, I saw Prater, you know, jogging out to the field and about to kick this 55-yard field goal. I, I can't say I had a problem with it, honestly. I look back at it now. He missed. It sucks. I'm like, oh, maybe if we punted him, we could have pinned him. And we let Mitch Trubisky, you know, try to drive down the field. But Mitch Trubisky was driving down the field, like, towards, like, the second, like, the later end of the third quarter and, you know, the fourth yeah. quarter. At will. Like, it didn't matter where he was lined up on the field. He was driving down this Lions defense regardless. So, I'm not going to give a pass to Matt Patricia, but, like, I'm going to give a pass on this certain play. I, I don't disagree with, with sending Prater out there. I mean, he's been your kicker since 2014. He's been very reliable That's for you. I mean, he's he's never shown you a reason why you couldn't put him in that situation. I know a 55-yard field goal, it, it's far. It's deep, and, you know, you're leading in the game, you know, 
maybe you should punt the ball. Your punter was playing well, too, Jack Fox. I know it was his first game as well, but he was playing well. I mean, I, I look at both sides. I can't disagree with either side. Um, if the Lions punt the ball, you know, maybe we're talking about a different game right now. You know, maybe the Bears don't score. But I don't think it was – it's kind of like, like a wrong, wrong answer. I mean, I didn't have an issue with it. But, I mean, now you look at the results, it's just like, man, maybe what would happen if they did punt it? I don't know. I, I, I It's just the Bears' offense was so hot at that point. Mitch Trubisky was – he knew everything that was going on. It just felt like they were going to score regardless because how predictable this defense came. So, I don't know. I didn't really have much of an issue. I mean, that field goal would have been huge if we got it. I'm going to be honest. If I have no problem with it, as a matter of fact, if you told me Prater has to kick a 55-game winner, I, I think he'd make it. Um, it just sucks he missed it. He rarely misses those. He missed it. Whatever, you move on. I didn't have a problem with it. I had a problem with this, with the offense. Malcolm was talking about like how he wanted to run the ball more. That's fair, right? But then like if you look at Detroit, their early downs, first down and second down, they only had a 33.3% um, pass rate. According to NFL Fast R, that they do like some efficiency stuff. So that's like, bro, that's predictable. You know how they go run, run, pass, run, run, pass, run, run. That's just like, like if you don't get your first down run and then you're in second along, you don't get that. You're putting the offense in a, in a spot where you don't want to be against this Bears pass. They were in third and longs a few times. And Stafford actually converted most of those. But still, it's not ideal for an offense. Like the last play, the la- especially that last drive. Some of the play calls on that were really, like, I didn't agree with them. Um, the little shovel pass, or not the shovel pass, like the short pass to Swift with, with like, was it 40 seconds on the clock, something like that? The one that got, like, three yards and he didn't go out of bounds. Yeah, and then other ones, there was also a couple plays. I think it was Amendola, and, like, the guys didn't step out. They, like, fought for a yard or two extra. You got to step out. You got to have awareness. Step out of bounds. There's no timeouts left. Step yeah. out of bounds. But Dola had a great game. I'm, I'm not, like, I'm not calling Dola out. Another thing is... Lions uh top defensive line free agency additions. Danny Shelton was awful in the running game. Nick Williams had zero pressures, zero sacks. He played forty one snaps. Which and was how, had, and the percentages I have it right here. I believe it ended up being like sixty four percent or something like that. So more than half of the, the defensive snaps. I have it right here. Nick Williams played sixty three percent of the defensive snaps. Yeah, so he had zero sacks, zero pressures, zero hurries, two solo tackles. I mean, dude, you got to play better, right? Uh, you go to Danny Shelton, he was not good in the run defense. Just just look how they ran it up the middle against the Lions that, yesterday. That was, that was embarrassing. Um, that's not a good running team either that's, in Chicago. That, that, that's um, the, the running defense and gap assignments is, is this more than the D-tackle. Yeah, right, and then it's, you, it's you the look at Jared Davis as well. That they're not playing the gap assignments and they're leaving the gap wide open for the running running back right. to you know, get get the lane. Right. Then you look at Jared Davis. He's lost, bro. That guy. That guy is lost. He's always thinking still. Um. Once they lost Jamie Collins, like they, they played Tavai more and Tavai also he was he wasn't like he, he good. He, he wasn't good. I guess he was yet. bad. Christian Jones was decent off the edge. I thought he was okay at Jack. Uh. It's just like this front seven was like as as an entire whole. Well, I'll give some two guys some credits. Uh, Trey Flowers, I believe, had four pressures in a sack, and then Deshaun Hand had a pressure in a sack, and Hand, they were both also good in the run defense department, too. Those two guys played well, but, like, other than those two guys in the front seven, like, dude, the starters, forget about it, for real. They, they didn't play well. They really didn't. All right, now, let me give somebody, uh, give, let, me, let me just give a name to give somebody some, give, well, the, give one the shout fans. out. Let me give one shout I, out. Yeah, go ahead, because it might be the same guy. Oh, 
right. Shout out to uh, Julian Aquara. There you go. Seven snaps, two pressures. That guy deserves more snaps. Um, yeah, I'll, that's what I was saying. I was going to say, you know, give, give the fans um, a name to give to give the fans some hope. Yeah, yeah, two pressures and seven snaps. I mean, that's like that. That's a pretty good percentage right there. If he if he plays more, granted, he does need to work on his run defense, but in obvious passing situations, put him in there and let him go to work. And you saw it. I mean, in that third and long play, I mean, Trey Flowers got that strip fumble play, and then he was in there. It was part of it. It was him, Sean Han, and uh, Trey Flowers. So yeah. This football season will be different, and Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day, no matter how you watch this season. Whether you're watching football in your Lions man cave, or you're planning on crashing your neighbor's house, who's an arch rival of your Why favorite team. Why are you here, big dog? We don't even like the same team. Pepsi is a refreshment you need to power through game day and become a member of the League of Football Watchers. These passionate fans are the real generational talents that Pepsi fuels. Because Pepsi isn't made for who's playing the game, it's made for who's watching it. Pepsi. Made for football watching. Even though sports had a break, your business didn't. You have to keep moving, and that makes hiring more important than ever. Indeed is here to help. Indeed.com is the number one job site in the world because Indeed gets you the best people fast. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need. You can pause your account at any time and there's no long-term contracts. Plus, Indeed provides you powerful tools to make your search that much easier. Like sponsored jobs, which are shown to be three and a half times more likely results in higher, with 73% of online job seekers visiting Indeed each month, Indeed's going to give you the important hire you need, just like they have over the 3 million businesses. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners free $75 credit to boost your job posts, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. This is their best available offer anywhere. Go right now. Go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Time to condition apply. Follow offer through September 30th. I liked how the Lions blitzed a little, but the... The, DB, the DBs, bro, they, they weren't that well. Uh, Trufant they, wasn't that good. They abandoned the blitz. Did you see the blitz in the second half that very often? No, and even Mitch Trubisky said, he's like, they went back to man. They went with what they always like to do is man, and we knew they were going to do that. It's like, the Lions became predictable, dude. You who can't said that? Do that. Who, Mitch who Trubisky. Was, Mitch Trubisky knew we were running. Mitch Trubisky. I mean, to, Mitch! to, be, fair, to be fair, I think everybody knows the Detroit Lions philosophy. Bro, they put Tony McRae. Sorry to interrupt. They put Tony McRae on an island. Look, nothing against McRae. He's a they dog put, on special they teams. Put, they used to put T's on an island. You guys didn't care. We did. Remember care. that? Oh, Remember bro, that? I Remember he used to say, "Oh, he's trash. He's trash." I'm like, bro, he runs a four six and he's on an island. What do you expect for him to do? Well, T's Tabor is oh, not in the league right he's now. He's trash. He's trash. T's Tabor is a free agent. T's Tabor does not have a job right now. I get you guys. T's Tabor is literally a bottle boy for the San Francisco 49ers now. Don't say that. First of all, we're gonna stop trying. You worked out for the 49ers. First of all, we're gonna stop trying. We're gonna gonna do that. I I, I think he I think he is literally the water boy right now, handing waters to. to All right, right, let's be nice here. Let's be nice here. Yeah, you you better be nice because he could be called up. God damn it, we have nobody, and you know this. No, they're not. They're they're not signing (laughs) T's Tabor. If he's called up, he's gonna be handing water too. Stop. No, oh, for real though. Yeah. But um, 
Then the Lions obviously suffered injury. Like when they suffer, when you're without your starting nickel and one of your starting corners, you don't leave them on an island, bro. You you just don't. I think it's stupid. And they you, did it every time. They didn't even try to switch it up. They literally no, went they on didn't. Madden. They went on Madden. They like click cover one, cover one, cover one, cover one. That's literally the worst play in Madden. They they tell you never to run that play in Madden. I know it's not Madden, but <laughs> in Madden it's that stupid cover one hole. That's what the Lions. <laughs> I'm Look, you, you can I'm play cover you, one, I'm, bro. I'm gonna, teach, I'm gonna teach you just now. I'm gonna teach you just now. Try playing cover one and press everybody up, and then control control the safety that's um that's that's like zoning the middle of the field. Yeah, does wonders. <laughs> try right. it. Just try just try to play. I, I guarantee you get a pick. <laughs> All right. I'm, what I'm, I'm just gonna say is, yeah, I don't have Madden 21 yet, but if I do get the, it, the Bears take advantage of it, right? They went at McRae right away. Boom, Anthony. What was it, like a 40 yard touchdown or something like that? Yeah. Nope, Straight up, clean, right off the bat. No safety deep, one-on-one. Boom, they went right at him. And it wasn't like it's right one time. Up, it, they took it, advantage it, of it. It wasn't one time, too. Well, you know, they, one time too. They, they scored 21 points in the fourth quarter for sure. Right. And there. then uh, the safeties, bro, the, the safeties, like, I, I like Tracy Walker. He, he didn't have his best game either. He had a little trouble with Jimmy Graham. We talked about that, too, in our preview. It's just the defense was awful. Like, as, as a whole unit, they, they were awful. Now yeah. let me let me ask a question. Like, do you believe if they'll switch it up even with the defense they had at on the fourth quarter? Would they have made much of a difference? Stop. I Trubisky. think you could have confused. You could have confused Mitch Trubisky. You could have blissed. You could have done things differently. Not just play man the entire time. I agree. I mean, why give yourself a such a predictable situation with guys that are this is not your personnel right now either. They're, they're, they're not good. But this thing is, it's not like oh, you got help. They're going to get help everywhere. But, well, bro, at least, like, blitz or something, you know? Bro, they, they rushed three at one point. Like, was it in the fourth? They no, had no, Trey no. Flowers in coverage, bro. They were rushing four every play in the fourth quarter. Okay, I forgot what play it was, but, like, just one play that kind of, like, pissed me off. Trey Flowers was in coverage. I don't even remember that, honestly. That yeah, had to be his own play. You got to go play cover one to Trey Flowers. They rushed out. three, and Trey Flowers dropped back into coverage. It had, it, was his own, it had to be his own play. Either what? it was his okay. own blitz. Okay, I get that. Why is your best pass rusher in coverage? You roll him out in the Bro, zone. Bro, they rushed three, I said. There's no way they rushed three. I, I, I'm going to show you. I'm going to find the picture, and I'm going to show you it. I have the picture. I know I know there's a picture, but is there a delay blitz? Is there, is there somebody oh, else coming from the other side? Oh, they rushed three, I need to bro. See the, I need to see the video. I don't need to see a picture. I don't know, but I don't even know what to say. <laughs> I don't remember this. <laughs> but um, regardless, okay, that's what pissed me off, too. It was in the fourth quarter, you had, you lost your injuries. You obviously don't have the personnel you want, obviously, because you lost Trufon and Coleman, and now you're you know, you're know putting in Dell Roberts and – Tony McRae, not yeah. the personnel you want him, but they still did stuff that they that they had a full strength you know DBs room right now. They play like they still had a full strength DBs room. I mean these guys are almost not Roberts, but Tony McRae. I mean he's an emergency time situation. Like he's not ever predicted to see the field on the defense. Like that was literally just for emergency situation. He was he's on the team for special teams. He's not on the team to be on defense. It, it, it was more than Tony McRae. I know we're I know we're looking at the two touchdowns he gave up. There was a one touchdown he gave up in the goal line, and there was that one. I can't believe I'm gonna say this. It was a nice pass from Mitch Trubisky. They were picking on him though. How many catches did he give up that game? Because there was more to it because they were running the ball. They were getting to what they were doing whatever they wanted to do in the fourth quarter. It wasn't just Mitch Trubisky. But Mitch but Trubisky was, looked good in that fourth he did quarter. Look, he did look good. And he, he picked on he he picked on Tony McRae mainly. That was the how main. How many? This is what I want to. Are you able to look up how many catches Tony McRae gave up? Gave up? It wasn't. Malcolm. It wasn't too. It wasn't too many. I know he gave up the touchdown. He gave up two touchdowns. 
But how like how many passes total with Tony McRae? I don't I don't know that number, but you look just look at the game. I mean, he was uh, I saw his number so many times. Uh, he gave up his passing rating was 126. He, he four four catches probably. That, that's what I'm, this is me guessing. But that's just in the fourth quarter. Yeah, four catches in the fourth quarter. The creativity just pissed me off. There was no creativity at all towards the end. No, they like, they were not yeah. creative at all from the defensive side of the ball or the offensive side of the ball. I mean, the only thing that could possibly, the only thing that I could possibly, possibly think on why they did it is forcing Mitch Spears to get to make tough throws. That's the only, that's the only possible thing I could get out of it. But like, if you're thinking about it, and you got you to gotta really go into the football mind. I'm not saying, I'm not saying, I'm not saying, bro, but like, I'm, I'm you want to make a tough throw through. against Tony McRae? I'm, Does he have I'm sticky not, cover it? You look on that the touchdown pass for them to take the lead. Where was that ball, and where was that receiver, and where was Tony McRae? It was a good ball. It was a really good ball. It was Tony McRae came out. It could have been, it could have been Devin, uh, Desmond Trufant on that play. But he, <laughs> he burned throwing it, that ball. Burned it, burned it, he though. was right. The, the coverage was there. No, it wasn't. Right. He got burned. We watch that play, please. I, I'm just saying we watch the play. Okay. I saw it. I saw it four just, times. The corner not, beat him. Bro, the wide receiver beat he the wasn't corner good. the Tony line. McRae was not good. Let's just take everything out. All context out. I don't care if he looked good. You don't stick to cover one with Tony McRae's on the field. You just that's exactly you just don't do that. I don't, help, care, I don't care how phenomenal he was. Even if he was phenomenal. You don't do it. I never said he was That's phenomenal. That's situation. That's like Jamal Agnew on defense. It's the same situation as Tony McRae. It's yeah. the same thing. You uh, don't uh, put him in man coverage in the whole uh, fourth. You uh, don't again, do it. Again, I'm not saying that was the right call. I'm just saying. It wasn't that one call. They did it the whole fourth quarter. I didn't see yeah, anything. They didn't speed up at all. They didn't blitz. They're like, screw it. We're playing cover one. We're, like, we're, like, we're running our guys. personnel with not our personnel. We're running what we want to run with not our personnel. Bro, what, what it, they did it, it, it was like, bad. It, it was bad. I, guys, I watched the game. I know it was bad. <laughs> They like, did it three times. After two just, times, but, they had to learn. They did the third saying, time, it, too. It's not, there's no way to justify Tony McRae playing man coverage the whole fourth quarter. It wasn't just Tony McRae. It was everybody playing man coverage. I understand, yeah, but, but, but everyone else is serviceable, at least, at man coverage. I'm not having an emergency corner playing man coverage and with no pass rush in the fourth quarter. I'm just not. I'm going to mix it up. Like Sometimes, sure, but when it's the only thing you're doing and that's the only thing you've been doing for the last three fucking years, it's fucking frustrating. It is, but... The reason why I'm not so mad at the defense, because I, I, I personally got that the defense and their secondary, and I know we would say we don't know what would happen, but I, I wouldn't have partially gave them a chance no matter what what they did. Welcome. I'm going to be honest, bro. In the first quarter, how many throws did Mr. Bisky miss that guys were literally wide open? Well, well going to the fourth quarter, he had a 40%. Let's just say all that aside. If we were playing a good quarterback in the first quarter, but what, what would this, like, how many times did he miss? Like, it's probably 14-0. If we would have played a good quarterback, I mean, I mean, even when it, it was bad, you know, Mr. Bishy did miss a lot of throws. And this is why, like, the way he was throwing the ball, if you look at the first three quarters, Mr. Bishy was off. That's how I look at this Lions defense now. Because if they're playing a good quarterback, because the coaches look at this too in the film, that, that's a concern for them. Yeah, they didn't complete them, but you left the guy freaking wide open. So I think this defense has a lot of issues right now. Um, and, and what were they doing when they left the guy wide open? Dude, I don't know. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be completely honest with you. The only drive that I actually saw the Lions looked actually really good was the close the second the close the close the half in the first in the first half. And they got the ball back. Yep. And when they got the ball back, and guess what they played, guys? They played man, but didn't they blitz they played a little bit? Cover, they they didn't, they didn't blitz at all that, that drive. They played was cover it just one. man coverage. They just played cover one. Yeah, but you're taking a one possession out of the whole game. I, I am. I am, but you know, that's that, that's the best that's the best possession I've seen from them. But the zones, didn't, didn't look, I mean, I don't trust Tony McCray in zone either, guys. I'm sorry. 
I, I understand, but you got to mix it up. Still, they still were going to pick on him. Whether you're going to play zone, man, yes. unless he's covering the quarterback or spying the quarterback. It he, wasn't he, an ideal situation. I mean, everyone knows that. They didn't want Tony McRae on the field. Everyone knows that. But when you just run the same thing, it comes so predictable. It comes way too predictable. Yeah, it, it is. And, and this is the thing I'm talking about. We had the ball. Offensively, we had the ball on their 35 or five minutes up to the clock. Off the offense, know our defense situation that we're not stopping them. They they they're they're, they're going through us. Offense need to take control and win this game for us. Yeah, I also I can't I can't, I can't I can't I can't I can't pin it on the defense to say win us this game. You but literally could. They were up twenty three six in the fourth quarter. I mean, but we're we're giving them the ball back. We're not we're not eating up no clock. We're giving them the ball back and enough time for them to do everything to get. Yeah, but bro, come position. on, bro. Like literally, the Bears scored every time they touched the ball. Exactly. So isn't it up to the offense to say we need to close out this game? I mean, yeah, but like if you're also the offense, you're like, all right, we're 23 and six. We should be good. The defense should at least get at least like a stop. Did you see, did you see those plays that we were running in the fourth in the, when we started that fourth quarter? It was bad. Yeah, I didn't like them. I, I mean, I'm going to be honest. I didn't like I didn't like Babel's game plan yesterday. I thought he went away from the play action pass. Hawk was good. He went away from Hawk. Um, they didn't really involve Marvin that much yesterday. Uh um, we're under 35 with five minutes left on the clock. Yeah, and also, I want to add this, bro. I want to add this. Uh, so the the last play, the, the second to last play of the game, um, Swift obviously dropped that pass. But honestly, I'm not going to put the blame all on him. Yeah, they lost the game. They would have won if he caught that ball. But honestly, he never should even should have be put in that position, bro. Honestly, like, DeAndre, DeAndre, DeAndre Swift dropping that pass, it, it, it got to more people saying, this team sucks. This team is not good. It got to more people because Swift catches the pass. We won the game. Everyone's okay. We won. They're not gonna. They're gonna know every single issue that we just had right now. <laughs> we just blew a 23-6 lead. But DeAndre Swift catches the pass. It's ignored. It's it's gonna go ignored probably. Yeah. The thing is though, like I know a lot of. Like I want to say something though. Um, I saw a lot of people saying really rude stuff to uh, DeAndre Swift. You guys need to chill, right? He's a rookie. First game. He hasn't. He didn't really practice that much um he's gonna be a great player for us trust me so just like chill for a second yeah he probably wished he caught that i'm probably there's no one feeling worse than him like right now like seriously he dropped a game-winning touchdown pass which sucks but just like it happens he's a rookie you know yeah so you guys want to do the baller of the week and oopsie doopsie i mean i don't know who the hell you're gonna choose for the ball of the week but we had some positives in the beginning so i guess you got some options so we have we have options i'm telling you there's some good things to take from this game Let's do it. Ball of the week. All right, ball of the week. Um, uh, Adrian Peterson, the guy's cut. His vision is unreal. Yo, you just see the difference when Carrion's in there versus AP. It's it's the same O line, right? Yeah. I mean, AP's cuts are just like his speed, his cuts. He even even looked like a thirty five year old. I'll say that. Um, what was it? Fourteen for ninety two, something like that. Fourteen for ninety two. Yeah. And you know, and the funny part is, I actually had him as um before the, as a pregame. I had him as my bold prediction, making 100 yards, and I said that he would get 17 carries for 106. And bro, if he had 17, he probably would have had 106. Probably he would definitely would have had 106. But all you had to do was just run the ball just three more times. Ryan just uh, had to do it. Just probably would have won the damn game. But go ahead. The other guy is Frank Frag now. Uh, he was moving people in the running game. If, just go watch it. Literally turn on like O line don't get that much love. He was literally moving people in the running game. Like holy shit. So Ragnow Rag played now. great. And AP obviously like for a thirty five year old, I, I had to give it to him. He's just hey, bro, I, I, he still I, has I, it. It's crazy. I, I, I can't I can't let us go through the segment and not give a shout out to this guy though. Who's that? 
Jason Kabinda. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I can't, I can't, I can't do it. I mean, this guy, I'm telling you, the way he played that fullback position w- was top notch. I haven't seen us play full, have a fullback that played that position in, in a very, very, very long time. Yeah, it was very nice to see. One thing, though, I forgot one more player we didn't really talk about. Uh, I just want to bring him up. Dale Roberts, I thought, played well when he came off the bench. Uh, he, he was pretty good, bro. He was probably maybe our best DB or second best DB yesterday. He was That's, good. I mean, the very, 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 very limited option, action with Justin Coleman. Yeah. He was good, though. Yeah, he, he, really, he really was good. Yeah, Dale Roberts was good. Shots, Roberts. Um, Tyler, who's your oopsie doopsie of the week? Play a sad song for you on the world's smallest violin. Yes. Now, uh, Mr. Krabs, how are you doing? It's been a minute. Uh, let's, let's do the oopsie doopsie of the week. Uh, man, I got a lot of options here as well. Uh, I'm going to give it to the entire coaching staff. Entire, entire coaching staff. I mean, it just goes to say, a 23-6 lead, it's not rocket science. You blew it. Matt Patricia now is blew 18 Fourth quarter leads in 33 games. 18 guys. You know how many games that is? That's more than half. That's what he's blown. That's a whole season. That's a whole season plus plus two games. That that that's a whole season plus the expansion that they want to do. (laughs) He blew, and that's in three years. Not even full three years. Two full years in one game. That's wild, man. I mean. That's crazy, man. So. Oh, I want to say one thing. Sorry, this pissed me off yesterday. Oh, please do it. Malcolm, can can you go back to uh, Patricia's presser? Hey, shout out audio to, for us. Shout out to Michael Rothesen. He has yeah. the question. Yeah. Rothesen asked something about like fourth quarter issues and stuff like that. So play play the audio. Once this audio is done, I want to add something. By the way, it was a very fair question. Yeah. Hey, Matt. Uh, it falls a little bit on Justin's first question. Throughout really your tenure here. You've had fourth quarter leads and lost them. Is there something in your coaching that maybe isn't happening enough in the fourth quarter for you to close out games? Yeah, I don't think so, Mike. I think I got probably one of the biggest plays in the fourth quarter in the history of the NFL where I think I did what? a pretty good job. So I don't think it's that. I think we all know what the, the individual games are. Um, we got to do a better job. I mean, we've got a team right now that's different than the previous two years. This team is different. They're different players, and they have a different mindset. You know, we, we look, no excuses. Give the Bears credit. You know, they did what they did, and they executed, and they and they scored, and, and they won, and uh, we didn't. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not looking back. We're looking forward, and we're trying to make sure that this team that we're building on, uh, you know, understands these situations, and we got to come through better than what we did before. So, uh, all right. So, guys, what the hell is this? Oh, yeah. Yeah, my, my name is Patricia Wright. Five years ago for the Patriots, I called the greatest defensive play in the fourth quarter. I'm going to be honest. I don't give a flying fuck what you did with the Patriots. You haven't done that shit with the Lions. I mean, just answering it like that, bro, like for real. Yeah, I was some cocky, ballsy, some, I don't know where the hell he got his cojones from. I don't know what that, that was some ballsy ass, that was a ballsy ass comment. <laughs> like, bro, I, I want to see him succeed. But when you say shit like that, like, come on. Really? Yeah, man. He says some, some sometimes some things. I'm like, what are you doing, dude? <laughs> remember, like his rookie, he called out that one reporter to sit up. Yeah, I remember. That. <laughs> like, no, like, like, like for real. Like, all right, cool. But like, Malcolm Butler got that pick, and then you hired that OC who called that play. He's on your staff. Like, what are you doing here? Yeah, he kind of just called out his OC. <laughs> Like, know. what are you doing here, bro? Why why do you even bring it up what you did five years ago? No one gives a shit. You haven't done nothing with the Lions. And that was a good question. He kind of, like, side-sat and talked about his history. Yeah, I know. He pulled the resume card. That was 
I was bold. I don't agree with it one bit, though. Yeah, that wasn't a good move from Patricia. I just don't know what he was thinking. I mean, I'm not, I mean, it is what it is, bro. I mean, I wasn't a fan of the hire when we hired the guy. Because you, you guys know good and well I'm Team Caldwell. I wasn't a fan of the hire. But I'm going to ride this guy. I mean, he's our coach. It, it, it is what it is. As they say, until the wheels fall off. Yeah, yeah. the wheels are falling off. But, um, <laughs> yeah, my, my oopsie-doopsie is the coaching staff. Uh, Daryl Bevel, Corey Udlin, Matt Patricia, all of them. I mean, those are the three main guys, though, that are going to get majority. What are y'all doing? Yeah, man. I don't know, man. I have no idea. Corey Udlin, probably was did, did Corey Udlin look any different to you guys than Matt Patricia? Bro, he's running Matt Patricia's defense. Like, it's literally <laughs> the same first, scheme. The he's just quarters. like... Like you saw, uh, you know, you saw a couple blitzes here and there, but for the majority part, this is the same defense, man. This is this, this is not different. <laughs> saw a lot of cover one. That's we all we saw, saw in the fourth quarter. I mean, we saw some three man rushes still, which is stupid. We saw them putting flowers into coverage, which is stupid. Again, guys, the you know for the listeners, there 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 is some slight hope. I mean, it's only at the end of the day, they're only 0-1 right now. They're 0-1, right? I mean, hope. I hope they prove us wrong, bro. Like Sunday, I hope we'll talk about that later that game. But I yeah. hope they go out and win. Like we, we want to see them succeed, man. We've been we've been through so much shit. We haven't had a winning season in forever, like for real. I mean, we have yeah. our lockdown. We have our lockdown corner waiting to play. Yeah, I mean, we'll see how it goes. I mean, yeah, at, the end, of the, yeah, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, we're only 0-1 right now. We're only 0-1. The season's brand new. This yeah. might sound like a, a total overreaction. I hope we can go back in a couple weeks and be like, "Wow, we overreacted the fuck out of this game." But as of right now, it stands. It stands no, I mean, I think I think everything that was said today was was completely valid, no matter what they do going forward, because they just true. completely screwed up this fourth quarter. <laughs> yeah, that, that's been a like that's been a problem with them. Like yeah. it looks, seems like they haven't learned their mistakes, which is kind of stupid. Like. Time. And, and and you and you seem like you, you don't want, you don't want to like overreact over week one because so many things could happen over week one. But right when we see the consistent same things just happen from last year going into this year or like from two years ago going into this year again in year three, I mean, how does that give you hope? Like if it was his rookie year or if it, if this is a second year head coach. You see it maybe you give it more of a just you know you justify it a little bit more but this is now the third year and I pulled up a stat he's blown 18 fourth quarter leads in 33 yeah, bro. games that's crazy like yeah bro the Fox showed that thing Fox showed like yeah. a little like graphic and, thing. and you have a you, you have a win mandate season right now Dagger and <laughs> we're we're under a win mandate season I mean and this is not you know spreading rumors Patricia's on the hot seat right. Oh yeah, he is. We, exactly. Knows that. That. He this knows is, that. That's what I'm saying. Da- this is not, dagger this is time. Not, this is not spreading any rumors. I mean, I just don't understand how you let that happen. I don't understand how you let that happen. But it's beyond me. I'm sick of this game. Let's preview. Dag- re- dagger let's, time. Fuck dagger time. Let's preview. Well, for next to be week. fair, dagger time low key worked, but someone dropped it. Anyways. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It worked under the first half too. Yeah. Dagger but, uh, time. It actually didn't really work to be honest, but at the end, last last second to last play, it worked, but. Overall, in the fourth quarter, it didn't really work. I meant they, almost right. I just said it almost I think right. they used that dagger and stabbed themselves in the back. Like the end oh, of the- shit. All right, on that note, <laughs> let's, let's close it. Uh, stay tuned for like an episode coming out, I believe, on Thursday or Friday. We'll be talking about the Packers uh, game, so stay tuned for that. And then we'll monitor some injuries for you guys. We'll see what happens with that. So We'll have a different mood by then. Oh, God. All right. <laughs> No, no, it'll be better. I'm saying, like, this is a Monday right now after Alliance, fresh after Alliance loss. We'll, we'll be, we'll be better. Yeah, hopefully. We should be. Okay, guys. I hope you guys all enjoyed. I'm out. All right, guys. I'm out.
Peace. All right, y'all. It's your boy Malcolm. Make sure to hit up those iTunes and Apple Podcasts and leave those reviews. Leave those ratings. I'm out. Peace. finally over football is back you might not be in a game this year but you can still be in in all the action at bet online bet online is going an extra mile to make sure you get you can get in on every possible chance to win this season from game spreads and totals to teams players and coaching props bet online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else you can get in their season opening bonuses today and start wagering on wins, divisions, and championship futures all day, every day. Head to Bet Online today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Don't forget to use promo code BLUEWIRE at BetOnline.ag. That's BLUEWIRE, all one word. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945.